Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Bill C-10 and its increasing variance and controversy. Uh, Stephen Gilbeau, the Heritage Minister, tweeted this, the CPC is letting down Canadian artists yet again by wasting time in committee. It is simple, C-10 concerns web giants, not your activities on social media. Our guest began a reply tweet this way, there is more at stake than moronic buzzwords like web giants. Our guest is David Fraser, partner at McKinnis Cooper in Halifax, one of Canada's leading experts on internet law and event privacy, and the author of the Canadian Privacy Law Blog, you can follow David Fraser on Twitter, at Privacy Lawyer. David, thank you very much for the program. And let me, let me start with this. When the minister says what he said about this being about web giants, and you, re, you replied, uh, what's it all about? What, what are we talking about here? Freedom of expression? What are we talking about? <laughs> well, we're talking about a pretty complicated piece of legislation that is intended to update a very complicated area of regulatory law, broadcasting regulation. And he's reduced it to a bunch of buzzwords, which is an oversimplification. And, and in the process, so initially it was put forward as trying to get kind of Netflix and Disney Plus and Amazon Prime to pay their fair share, quote unquote. Uh, but the legislation that was tabled, when it was tabled, it specifically said, look, it doesn't apply to user-generated content, the stuff that I put on YouTube and that the, that the kids these days, as they say, put on, uh, put on TikTok. Uh, and that was removed, and that, of course, got a huge amount of attention because that meant that the ERTC, uh, a, a bureaucracy in Ottawa, an incredibly cumbersome bureaucracy, uh, would have the potential to regulate social media. So the things that, that many of us put on the Internet in order to communicate with our friends and with our communities, and that was clearly crossing the line. And then they said, a bit of a flip-flop, oh, well, they, they would fix it, and so they're saying that now, okay, well, Bill C-10 doesn't regulate what I post, but it regulates the platform on which I post it and how they present my content, which it's like saying, oh, well, we're, we're not regulating authors, but we're going to tell bookstores and libraries what they can do and how they need to arrange the books. And, and frankly, if, if he wants to fix this... <laughs> And, and this is an impediment, and he has such haste in order to come to the rescue of Canadian creators, uh, who I would question whether they actually need rescuing at the moment. But setting that aside, then take out the controversial parts uh, and pass the rest of it and allow a kind of sober, reasoned conversation about the pieces that have caused all this consternation and concern. Mm -hmm. You and I have communicated on, on this issue by way of email because I'm totally confused. And I tweeted yesterday that C-10 appears to have more variants than C-19, but, I, but I, I am confused. And so now in the emails that we've exchanged, there's a difference between Netflix, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime on the one hand, and YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, uh, 
again, on the other hand. Yep. So what are we determining here? Who's a broadcaster and who isn't? Well, that's it. And and so, in fact, a number of years ago, the CRTC said the entire Internet is a broadcaster, but they decided not to regulate it right. quite, quite boldly. Um, and so, but if you or I were to think about it, or most people were to think about, well, what's a broadcaster and what's an Internet broadcaster? You would think, well, broadcasters are like CTV and Global and CBC, um, and kind of broadcasting undertakings might include, or ancillary to that would be cable companies and, and stuff like that. And, and then Netflix might be analogous to that, Disney Plus. They, they choose the catalog in the same way that CTV chooses what programs they broadcast. Netflix and Disney Plus choose what movies they're going to they're going to present. Uh, but YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook are very very different. They don't go other than to a very limited degree. They don't go and kind of solicit creators. They don't go and buy and license content from professional companies. They rely on their users. Uh, who want to express themselves in one of a billion different ways. There's something there for everybody. Um, and so we're, it's much more at the level of kind of individual speech, speech. And so, you know, the CBC, CTV, Global Chorus, everybody, even corporations, have charter rights to free expression. But the, the law is relatively clear that you can regulate expression if there's a compelling reason to. And kind of commercial speech is slightly different and receives slightly less protection than individual speech. And so, but by regulating how individual user-generated content is presented on the internet, and a concept that they call discoverability, you're getting pretty darn close to regulating that individual speech. Yeah, I wanted wanted to ask you about that. So if you're regulating um, the big ones on on the web, um, in in Mr. Gilbo's terms, web giants, uh, if you're regulating them, how does that then filter down to the individual Canadians' freedom of expression rights, constitutional rights? Yeah, yeah and, and so what they want to say is that they want the web giants to pay, but this part actually has nothing to do with, with reaching into somebody's pocket. So this has to do with this, this concept called discoverability. So if you are a licensed broadcasting undertaking and you appear on the dial or I guess on the cable <laughs> cable guide or, or whatever you want to call it these days, uh, you have to produce a certain amount of, you have to, to put in your programming a certain amount of Canadian content. And so, well, what's the equivalent on a streaming service? Uh, you're talking about discoverability, making it easy for Canadians to find Canadian stories and find to find Canadian content. It's okay. slightly different from kind of flipping down, flipping down the dial. But it also, if they can regulate kind of discovery in the positive sense, they can regulate discovery in a negative sense. And what do they consider to be Canadian content? Once you've kind of opened the door, it's like, oh, well, Roy, is your content more Canadian than mine? Uh, I wasn't born in Canada, and therefore maybe mine is less. Or and it's always shown a bias towards English and French, but we have a huge number of, of Canadians uh, who produce content in third languages. And, and are they somehow going to be less Canadian? Uh, th- I think this raises more problematic questions than it even comes close to addressing, and it kicks the can significantly down the road because it leaves it up to the CRTC in Gatineau uh, to kind of figure out the details. Yeah, so you don't want uh, an appointed commissioner appointed by the government, uh, establishing the regulations and the rules, as you, as you just pointed out. Now, so, so and, and this is something that I, you and I communicated on as well, and we talked about it on the air previously. I think last weekend we brought up the issue of, uh, 
of Facebook and Australia. Is is this a is this then? Um, has the government decided that there's a big picture here that they want to pursue in regulating the internet? Is there something bigger at play here than C10? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, so this is just a piece of a, of a larger thing that that kind of hasn't been fully revealed yet. Uh, and I, I think one can readily infer, and certainly in my conclusion, that, that uh, Premier Gubo is, is not a fan of the Internet kind of at all. Um, but we also have at the same time, we are anticipating legislation uh, kind of referred to colloquially as the online harms bill that, that we don't know the text of it yet. But <laughs> I've been told kind of hold on to your hat. It's coming, uh, which is expected to introduce some sort of new commissioner who's going to be able to order companies to remove content from the internet uh, and to order internet service providers to block websites or, or content, which if, if we're talking about purely illegal content, so the courts have determined kind of where you draw the line with respect to things like obscenity, uh, willful promotion of hatred, those sorts of things, I would be less concerned, but I always have way more confidence in the ability of a judge to make those determinations than some, than some commissioner. But the government has also signed on to uh, an international kind of agreement that aspires to remove terrorism content and hate content or incitement of violence content. And that's where you're potentially stepping into a significant gray area and, and getting closer to things that are things that are political. Certainly you hear rhetorically uh, politicians refer to people who oppose their ideas as, as being kind of akin to terrorists or you talk about, you hear people who, who talk about insulting language as being, equal to violence. Um, so we're looking at the possibility of, of, uh, of a largely unaccountable commissioner, likely appointed by the prime minister or the cabinet, uh, who's going to have this power to essentially vanquish things from at least the Canadian wow. internet. And in order to do that, you're going to have to build essentially the Canadian firewall, um, because certainly no order by a Canadian commissioner has any effect, nor order of a Canadian court has any effect. Uh, around the world, and this is huge. I mean, this it is, is, this and, is huge. And, and rather than kind of throwing buzzwords and rhetoric and and uh, kind of overblown tweets at each other, I, I do think that the Canadians need to, and the politicians, if they have the courage, uh, would sit down and have a meaningful conversation about it to determine uh, yeah. freedom of expression is fundamental to our society, yes, sir. Uh, and, and I think Canadians should be fully engaged in this discussion. David, I tweeted out earlier that I'd love to moderate a debate between you and the Heritage <laughs> Minister. I'm, I'll actually donate money to a charity if you'll do it. <laughs> I would I would, I would, would invite that. I would welcome that. Uh, actually, I'd welcome a conversation with him, uh, but it seems that everything is, is turned into a debate these days. Yeah, well, you can have it on the air. And let's consider the invitation sent. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.